that framed her small face like a bathing cap. She had bright blue eyes, black lashes, a clear complexion with just a hint of blusher high on each cheekbone. She wore a boat-necked sweater and a pale blue cotton knit, and a pale blue poplin skirt. The bag she carried was of quality leather, soft and supple, with a number of zippered compartments containing God knows what. Her nails were long and tapered, painted a rosy pink, and she wore a wedding ring studded with rubies. She projected self-confidence and a certain careless attention to style, conservatively packaged like the complimentary gift wrap in a classy department store. She shook her head to the offer of cream and sugar, so I added half and half to my own mug and got down to business. What can I help you with? I'm hoping you can locate my sister for me, she said. She was searching through her handbag again. She took out her address book, a rosewood pen and pencil set, and a long white envelope, which she placed on the edge of my desk. I'd never seen anyone so self-absorbed, but it wasn't unattractive stuff. She gave me a quick smile then, as though she knew that. She opened the address book and turned it so that it faced me, pointing to one of the entries with a rosy fingertip. You'll want to make a note of the address and telephone number, she said. Her name is Elaine Bolt. She has a condo in Via Madrina, and that second one is her address in Florida. She spends several months a year down in Boca. I was feeling somewhat puzzled, but I noted the addresses while she took a legal-looking document out of the long white envelope. She studied it briefly, as though the contents might have changed since she'd last seen it. How long has she been missing, I asked. Beverly Danziger gave me an uncomfortable look. Well, I don't know if she's missing exactly. I just don't know where she is, and I've got to get these papers signed. I know it sounds dumb. She's only entitled to a ninth interest, and it probably won't come to more than two or three thousand dollars, but the money can't be distributed until we have her notarized signature. Here, you can see for yourself. I took the document and read through the contents. It had been drawn up by a firm of attorneys in Columbus, Ohio, and it was full of whereases, adjudged, orders, and whatnots, which added up to the fact that a man named Sidney Rowan had died, and the various people listed were entitled to portions of his estate. Beverly Danziger was the third party listed, with a Los Angeles address, and Elaine Bolt was fourth, with an address here in Santa Teresa. Sidney Rowan was some kind of cousin, she went on garrulously. I don't believe I ever met the man, but I got this notice, and I assume Elaine got one, too. I signed the form and got it notarized and sent off, and then didn't think any more about it. You can see from the cover letter that this all took place six months ago. Then, lo and behold, I got a call last week from the attorney. What's his name again? I glanced at the document. Wender, I said. Oh, that's right. I don't know why I keep blocking that. Anyway, Mr. Wender's office called to say they'd never heard from Elaine. Naturally, I assumed she'd gone off to Florida as usual and just hadn't bothered to have her mail sent, so I got in touch with the manager of her condominium here. She hasn't heard from Elaine in months. Well, she did at first, but not recently. Have you tried calling the Florida number? From what I understand, the attorney tried several times— Apparently she had a friend staying with her, and Mr. Wender left his name and number, but Elaine never called back. Tilly had about the same luck. Tilly? The woman who manages the building here where Elaine has her permanent residence. 
Tilly's been forwarding the mail, and she says Elaine usually drops her a little note every other week or so, but she hasn't heard anything since March. Frankly, it's a nuisance more than anything else, but I don't have time to track her down myself. Beverly took a final drag of the cigarette and stubbed it out with a series of pecking motions. I was still taking notes, but I suppose the skepticism was showing in my face. What's the matter? Isn't this the sort of work you do? Sure, but I charge thirty dollars an hour plus expenses. If there's only two or three thousand dollars involved, I wonder if it's going to be worth it to you. Oh, I fully intend to have the estate reimburse me out of Elaine's share since she caused all this trouble to begin with. I mean, everything's come to a screeching halt until her signature can be obtained. I must say, it's typical of the way she's behaved all her life. Suppose I end up flying down to Florida to look for her. Even if I only charge you half my usually hourly rate for travel time, it'll cost...